Good evening. Good evening. Yay, yay. Last night of camp. Boo. Boo. But who's been having fun? It's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. All right. Uh, my last joke of camp. This is, no, no, this is a great joke. Once again, it's not for me. I found it. Uh, here we go. Why was the man... Oh, okay. Let's start over. If you know the joke, please don't say it. It'll ruin it for everyone else. All right. Why was the man staring at the can of orange juice? <laughs> because it said concentrate. All right, all right. Concentrated orange juice. I appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. Okay. All right. All right. That was good. That was good. Okay. So, um, like Dane said, this is the last night. Uh, this won't be the last chapel, but it's, it's the last night chapel. Um, so, before we start, let's just go over some of the things that we uh, talked about throughout this week. So if you remember anything that I shared throughout this week, please raise your hand uh, and let me know what that is and share with the group what you've learned throughout the week. So let's just recap like we always do. Yes, sir. That vines grow on cement. That vines grow on cement. They're not going to let that go. Vines do grow on cement. Yes, God the Father is the gardener. God the Son is the vine, and we are the branches. Without God, we can do nothing. Testimonies. Yes, testimonies. Sharing our testimonies are essential to sharing the gospel or spreading the gospel. You have to have like a strong connection to Jesus like a baby has to its mom. Yes, have a very strong connection to Jesus just like a baby has, an infant has to the mother. Trusting in Jesus, yes. Anything else? Anyone else? No? It's totally fine. Um, so someone touched on it, testimonies, which we talked about last night. We talked about sharing our testimonies um, and how that is a way to apply uh, the gospel, right? That is a way to apply um, what God has given you to share. And so after last night, um, I had someone come up to me and ask if they could share their testimony. So let's give Abby a camp clap while she come up and share her testimony. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Oh, yeah, I give you the mic. I was like, I don't know if I, I give you the enough, give you the mic. All right. All right. <clears throat> so basically, after last night and Rod was talking about testimonies, I had this little voice in my head from God, and it was like, hey, you're going to go share your testimony. I'm like, oh, okay. So I, I went up and talked to Rod. I was like, hey, can I share my testimony? And he's like, yes. And I walked away. I'm like, what did I get myself into? So, but, and I had all these little voices like, oh, no one's going to care. No one wants to hear that. But I know that that was the devil and that God asked me to share my testimony for a reason. So I'm hoping that someone will get something out of this. So basically, I grew up in a Christian family, um, went to church every Sunday and Wednesday, just but for me, it didn't really feel like a religion. It felt like more of a routine. Like my parents believed in it, so I felt like I had to do that to make them happy. Um, 
So I would go to church on Sundays and Wednesdays and live my life for God at church, but not at my house. I would kind of just do my own thing. Um, so that went kind of on for a couple years. I got baptized when I was nine, but it didn't really mean anything to me. So then after camp last summer, um, when I was 13, I came home and I had a really, really good relationship with God. I was like, okay, my life's together now. I spoke at youth group a couple times. I taught some of the kids um, at church. And I was like, okay, this is going to be my life. I'm going to live my life for God. And then around January, I just remember feeling really lonely and um, like, like no one cared. And that kind of like grew and grew each day and got worse and worse. And um, I started following away, falling away from God. And I was pushing God away. Like, I don't need God. I can do this by myself. But then I was like, where's God? Like, God doesn't care, even though I was pushing him away. So then um, I started hanging out with, like, really bad people, getting into friendships and relationships that with people who weren't Christians. So I started making horrible decisions to get my mind off of stuff. But really, I needed God. Um, and then I was, get, like, I was getting really depressed all the time, and it was really evident that I needed God in my life. But I was, like... I was in denial. I'm like, I don't need God in my life. So then I made the decision to start public school because I was homeschooled um, for my life. And I thought this will be good. This will get me out of the house. But it wasn't because I got bullied every day and it just made things worse. So then I told my mom, I'm like, I need to go to therapy. I don't need God. I need therapy. So um, I was like, this is going to work after I'm done with therapy. I'll be happy and I don't need God and I can do this by myself. And then... Um, I volunteered as a, I was volunteering at camp during Trailblazers, and I remember sitting in this chapel, and everyone was really connected to the worship music, and I just felt angry. I'm like, I can't feel God. Why can't I feel God? And it was really hard for me, and I had amazing friends who helped me through it. Um, thank you to Amanda and Ruby and Caitlin and Isaiah, because they have gotten me through a lot this summer so far. Um, so I was like, for Trailblazers, um, I was like, I real, realized like I need a relationship with God. But then um, I went home and I started therapy again. I was like, and then um, my numbers for my depression kept going up and up and up. I'm like, I'm not even getting anywhere in life. What's the point? So um, I came to camp this week as a camper, and I was like, I don't know why I'm here. I'm not getting anything out of this. Like God has no plans for me anymore. What's the point? And then U-turn night came, and then when Rod was talking about um, God is the only one that can set you free from your chains, I had that aha moment. I'm like, wow. It doesn't matter how many times I do dumb stuff to get my mind off of things or how many therapy sessions I go to. I need God, and that's the only thing that can help me. Um, and I remember just sitting in a chair listening to Rod, and I just started sobbing, and then the music came on. And I couldn't even sing the words to the song. I was, like, I had no words, and I felt God for the first time in months, and it just felt amazing. And um, I remember just feeling like this is the new start to my life. This is what, like, I'm, I need to start my life over, and I need to live for God. And um, something that I learned, and I think something that everyone should realize is God has a plan, and his timing is perfect. So sometimes you're going to go through stuff um, before he gets you where you, he wants you. Like, 
like going on a walk, like a walk for a couple miles and you're walking and you're walking and then it starts raining, you can compare that to your life. Like you, like sometimes you're gonna get through some trials, but you need to keep walking and get through it to get where you need to be. So please remember that and that was my testimony. Wow. Uh, let's take a moment and play, pray for Abby. Let's take a moment and pray for Abby. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, God, you are awesome. Lord, your words uh, never come back to you void. So, Lord, thank you for every word that was spoken over Abby's life, um, even when she was falling away from you. God, even more, thank you for Abby's uh, courage to come up here uh, and share just what you've been doing in her life. Stepping out uh, in bravery or with bravery to share with her peers uh, some really deep and hard things to share. But God, that didn't stop her. Even when the enemy um, tried to fool her, she still stepped with you and in your spirit. And God, you were glorified in that moment. So God, we thank you um, that you give us the space and the opportunity to not only um, experience you, but to share those experiences with other people that they may also see what you've been doing in their lives and turn their lives back over to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Abby. Thank you so much. Um, as we move forward, tonight we're going to be talking about another way, and you can just stay right there, uh, JJ. Tonight we're going to be talking about another way that we can apply um, just something simple to our daily lives as Christ followers. So before I speak, I would like for my two volunteers to take the stage. They know who they are. What's your name? Oh, I need money. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Don't hit your friend. You can't do friend. that. You're a street dude. You don't do that. that. We don't treat people that way. Because we're supposed to love people. I don't love people. Well, why not? Yeah. Do you need a hug? I don't think I'm going you. Scene cut. Give it up, give it up, give it up. So, <laughs> that was great. That was, that was great. Uh, so, that scene had something to do with bullying, if you didn't know, and stepping in. And earlier, uh, when you were walking in, Lily was on one side holding this sign that says, anything helps, please give something, God bless. And I was holding uh, this sign on the other side, which said, no food, I just want a meal, I lost my job. And the reason why I chose to um, 
have them do a bullying scene and to do uh, like someone experiencing homelessness is because that's real and that's a way or that's things we see every day. At least I know in the cities, we see someone holding up a sign every day. And maybe in your school, you see someone being bullied every day. And what God is asking us to do when we become believers is to step into a relationship with him. But once we step into that relationship, he wants us to now start to foster love. Okay? And so when someone is asking for a meal, I know for, for a lot of us, when I pull up at a red light and there's someone that's part uh, with the sign, I see a lot of people drive by. And I don't judge that because I don't know what's going on in their lives. Right? I don't know if they could actually help someone. But I've had multiple conversations with a lot of people that say, I don't give money because I don't know what they're going to do with it. They may do something that I, I don't agree with. Or maybe the person's so lazy, they should get their own job. And so if you could go to the next slide. Who would like to read this for me? Thank you. All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed Thank you. So if we're one in heart and one in mind with Jesus, that means that we're connected to the vine. That means that we're connected to the vine. And what this is saying in Acts is the church figured out how to be one in heart and one in mind. And what they did was they did not allow anyone to suffer if they were a part of the Christian body. They hadn't been called Christians yet, but a part of, if they were following Christ, they did not let anyone suffer. Actually, they said, nothing that I have belongs to me. Everything that I have belongs to the Father. And that's what happens when we become followers of Christ. Once we say, God, I want to follow you, I want to be your disciple, what Jesus says is, well, then you own nothing. And any time that there is someone in the body that is suffering, you make sure that you are a part of changing that. Could you go to the next two slides? Who would like to read this for me? Thank you. Thank you. Tonight, if you don't get anything, please remember this. Sacrifice 
is one of the greatest ways that you can show love. Sacrifice is one of the greatest ways that you can show love. In that skit about bullying, Sarah sacrificed her life. She does not know what's going to happen if that bully turns on her. But she's seen someone in need, she's seen someone in help, and she came and she sacrificed her life. When you see someone on the corner and you give, that is a sacrifice. And in this scripture, what Jesus is saying is when you sacrifice, when you lay yourself down for a friend, and we know that if you are in the body, meaning if you are also a believer in Christ, you are my sister and brother in Christ, and you're my friend in Christ. That's what we know. So what Jesus is saying is sacrifice is the greatest thing that we can do. Because when we sacrifice, what we're saying to our father that we're connected to is I'm not my own. I believe in something that is greater than me. I will not hold on to something that is not mine. Because if Jesus, if we're supposed to be the branches connected to the vine, and if Jesus sacrificed his life, he sacrificed his royalty to be in an earth suit, to suffer the things that we go through every day, to experience something that he had no business experiencing, to make us free, He's saying, you can do the same for me on earth every day so that people will know that I am real. This says, a friend loves at all times, and a brother, born, and a brother is born for a time of adversity. Who knows what adversity is? Isaiah? It's a challenge, an opposition. Something's going wrong or something is opposing you. And what this says is a friend loves at all times, right? And we know that Jesus is calling us to be friends of one another when we are in the body and when we're connected. But it says in adversity, when there's things going on where you feel like no one understands, a brother is born or a sister is born out of those moments. Christ, when we're connected to the vine, when we're branch connected to the vine, there are other branches that are in better situations than we are that can come alongside us, challenge us and encourage us, and they will be sacrificing. And when we have moments when we're in better positions than the people around us, we will become a brother or a sister because we will step in and walk alongside them. So like I said, if you get anything out of this message tonight, remember that sacrifice is the greatest thing or the greatest way that we can show love. Because when we sacrifice, God's love is complete. Dear Heavenly Father, God, you are once again, amazing to me. God, we pray that throughout this week, there's been something said 
um, in chapel, in chapel devos, um, or that you've spoken to, spoken to us in tag, God, that we will leave camp differently than we came. God, that we would have, would have grown in some way in camp. God, because of you, Jesus, because of you, we are now able to conquer the world with your spirit. And God, we know that if we move in your spirit, nothing is impossible. So God, just as you sacrificed, I pray that we sacrifice each and every day. God, whatever or however that will look for us individually. God, I pray that we sacrifice. I pray that we show love in that way. In Jesus' name, amen.